0: We've been doing that, anyways. <laughs> no, what it'll probably do is blow the mosquitoes in. Jesus, we get rid of them thing. Don't need those. Ain't no, none, don't need any mosquitoes, man. So, but anyways, hey. So if you see the the, the children, we have some uh, some bags for the kids. Uh, we've got some colors in there and a couple coloring bulletins with some lessons on it. As uh, parents, if you want to, when you when we're done, write their name on the bag, and you can take the bulletins home with them. And what we'll do is we'll make sure we put a fresh bulletin in there each week for them. And then when they come back next week, we can give it to them. Um, that way, they have something to color and something to learn. It's a it's a Bible lesson, and there's there's two different ones in there for each each one of the children. So give them something to do, and then at home you can go over it with them. Maybe that that'll be a good thing, oh, Amen. So, uh. How, who had who was here last Wednesday? Have a good time? Yeah, that was a little different, huh? Yeah, just kind of free-flowing, you know? And how about last Sunday? Was that interesting, too? You know, man, we was having church, you know? Yeah, man, like definitely, definitely. So, hey, listen, God's doing a new thing, and we just want to make sure we're following where He's going in this. Uh, and so, if you look in your bulletin, I've put one thing in there for you. O- on the left side is is really about the sermon today. Uh, if it's all about grace, does obedience even matter? Uh, that's not the title, but I thought it was a cool little slide that kind of talks about some things we're going to be talking about. It's the other side with the Right Now Media. So with our subscription to Right Now Media, uh, again, there's, there's over 10,000 they put here, but it's over 20,000 now, Bible studies and lessons and conferences, and it's, it's all uh, stuff that, that you can learn from. There's children's videos. There's all kind of things. But if you have not... Uh, got an invitation by email from us, or you have not followed that invitation. I sent them out again Friday. What it is is you need to click on that so you can go create your account. It's free. But here's why we're trying to get everybody to do this, because we're fixing to start an online Bible study through this, a video. It's a virtual group, they call it. And there's uh, the Francis Chan. I don't know if anybody's ever watched the Francis Chan, the basic series. It is some really good, it's him walking around talking teaching things for about 10 to 15 minutes depending on which lesson he's doing so what we're going to do is we need to make sure we're going to give it a week but if you look in here it says monday june 15th at 7 p.m we're gonna we're gonna have a virtual bible study on there and so what'll happen is is that once everybody's logged in i will send you a link to our class basically it's like a zoom call but you can't see me is the difference so we may do zoom later but right now we're going to try this Zoom is where you can video chat with all these different people. But everybody has to have webcams and mics, and that's a little bit more difficult. This one, we all see the same video, and we get to chat. And I can pause the video and ask questions, and we can do a Bible study through this. We're just going to see how it works, right? And my, my desire is, is that each week I can put a different Bible study in there. You can go and watch it beforehand if you want to. It's in our channel. We have our own channel on Right Now RightNow Media. And you'll be able to watch the Bible study. You'll be able to to print out notes if there's things worth printing on it. And then when we get together, you'll be prepared and you can ask questions. Or eventually one day we can break this up into having multiples going on anytime we want to. You know, if you want to host a study like that, you just tell, hey, guys, here's where we're going. And so make sure you get with me today. Email me. Come tell me today if you have not uh, not received your invitation. I'll take down your email address and make sure because we emailed everybody that's in our system, but if your email address was wrong or we didn't have one. And what I also noticed was, is we emailed both the wife and the husband. So sometimes the husband wasn't doing it, but the wife did. But you can both have your own account, so it doesn't matter, okay? So, but we just went by the emails that we had in the system, okay? So check it for me, and uh, again, if you're here today and you say, I don't think I got one, that's fine. I'll get your email address, I'll go look. And if not, I'll send you the invitation. And all you do is click on it, just ask for your name, address, a few things like that, and then you're in the system, and you'll be able to follow along with us. And you'll be able to, to join in on Monday the 15th at 7 p.m. for a virtual Bible study. Amen. So, all right, whew, got all that out of the way. Hallelujah. So, if you notice, we have people out front that, uh, that's got all the, the stuff going on. And uh, so, if you would like to help, because we don't want these people having to do this every week right we, we want people to kind of rotate because every service we have to have people at the doors seating us and all that kind of stuff so if you're willing to help you know once we'll put you on the rotation right we'll get you in a rotation so maybe we only have to do it once a month so make sure you stop and talk to talk to one of them back there and say hey i want to help because what's actually happening what you don't notice back there is we have people that are there and if you go to the restroom they come behind you and clorox wipe the handles so that the next person that walks in. So we actually have two people that stay out there the entire service in case you actually went to the restroom. So we can Clorox wipe the handles for you. Again, we're doing everything we can to make sure that this thing doesn't spread anymore than it already has and it dies away. Uh, and that's why even the flags that were left out, if you come and get a flag during service, leave it on your chair, we will spray disinfect it. We, we spray it down, we soak it, we let it set until it's completely dry and we, we put them back up. So we're doing all of that. We're spraying the chairs. We're, we're doing all the things. But if you're willing to help in this, just see one of them back there and let them know. Okay. Let them know you're willing to help and they'll get you on the rotation for that. Amen. All right. One other thing was, is uh, Miss Minnie wanted me to uh, remind everybody. Remember we had the uh, baby shower that was going to go on for the, the center here in town. She sent all the ladies a letter. Um, it is not going to happen right now because of the, of course, the, the COVID-19. Once we're uh, able do it again, we will definitely let you know so that we can do that because we wanna we wanna be able to to uh to give to the to the center over here. Uh I don't want to call it a pregnancy center. I'm trying to remember the other name of it though. It is the pregnancy center here. I thought they had a different name, so that's why I was trying to remember what they called it. But we, we were gonna do the baby shower for them to bring them stuff so that they could give to the ladies, okay? So it is postponed to this time, it is not canceled because we still plan on doing it, but it will just be a little while, as you can understand. Amen. So, whew, all right. That was a lot of stuff. So, so listen, you can give online. You can give here locally. We appreciate everybody that's been giving in the offerings. Amen. I really do. We appreciate that. It's allowed the church to continue to do what we do. It's allowed us to help families that need help during this time. So, just because we don't receive the offerings up here in, in the pans. Let's remember what, what God has instructed us to do, right? We Malachi teaches us that we bring our tithes and our offerings to the storehouse. Malachi teaches us that we bring our first fruits. That, you know, um, the Bible also teaches us that we're blessed because we give, right? So let's let's continue to to, to be givers. We have buckets outside that you can uh, we have envelopes out there. But if you pick up an envelope and a pen, the pen is yours. We don't want it back. We would love to have it back, but we can't have it back. So, so you know, if you have your own pen, please use your own pen. Uh, but, again, we're trying to do everything we can to make sure you have those kind of things uh, with you that you need to fill it out. Or you can just go online and, and do that. We've been actually getting more than 50% of our giving has been through the online, honestly. So there, there's a little number you can text, uh, the number 73256, or at NLM, New Life Marksville. It'll send you the link so you can go straight in and just – if you're already giving online, this just brings you to the page is what it does. Amen. So, all right. How's was too much stuff. Way too much stuff. So let's pray this morning, and we're going to do some worship. Can we do that? And then after service, we're going to do communion. We have everything set up already uh, with the pre-made cups. We have people that are going to come and pass them out to you so we can remain safe. But it's first Sunday of the uh, month, and we want to do communion together. Amen. So come on, let's pray. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for all your blessings, and we thank you that that you are here in this place. And Lord, I pray, Lord, as I've asked so many times before, Lord, that you would just have your way today in this place, have your way in this service. Lord, we need you. We need your presence. We need your word, your voice. We need all of it, God, Lord, to guide us through this so interesting, difficult time. We need you. But today we have set aside Everything else, the pandemic does not matter. Nothing matters now but to come and to worship you and to love you, Jesus. So have your way during this time. Have your way during this service. Speak to us and challenge us. But receive our worship today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hey, just so so toward the end of the service or somewhere along the way, if we end up doing prayer, uh, there's a—I uh, actually have a bowl back here full of hand sanitizer that I can dip my hands in and clean. So if you see me going back there doing that, you know what it is. <laughs> Again, not We're trying. Listen, we're trying to do everything right. You know, we're not. I'm not scared of the virus, but I don't want. I don't want somebody else to to feel out of place. Amen. Amen. Well, let's stand up. We're gonna get ready to worship this morning. Hallelujah! I got my ears on. They're all wireless, so they can walk around with them all the time. excited this morning. Grab a little water here. You know, if you look, I got this other mic up here so that we can talk up here, tell them things. And I totally went to the wrong spot right there. So I was like, okay, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, let's get back on track. We're going to go here. But y'all don't hear that, which is great. I just get to talk to them. So, you know, <laughs> that's why I told them. I'm sorry. I got totally lost, but that's okay. We'll get back on track here. <laughs> Hey, when you got good musicians, it don't matter. They just follow anyways.
1: Pressing. Offering. Make me whatever you want me to be
0: Like we've came Jesus Christ.
1: I want more Here in your love, no place I would rather be. Yeah. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be than here in your love. On, time, here in your love, no place I would rather be. Yeah. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be than here. In Take that I can't control I want more
0: like you mean it come on my heart is the wick your love is the
1: flame and i want to burn for your name set a fire down in my
2: soul
1: set a fire down in my soul that i can't contain that i can't control I want more of you, God. I want more of you. Come on, voices. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want
2: more of you, God.
0: is the wreck. your love is the flame i want to burn Give him some worship this morning. Come on. Come on, y'all can do better than that. Is that all y'all got this morning? Come on now. Come on. Let's give him praise this morning. Come on, church. Let's give him praise. Come on. Listen, we had to shorten our worship time up just a little bit, but y'all gotta y'all gotta sing like that, man. Come on. Hallelujah. Hey, turn and wave to somebody, but don't move. Tell them how much you love them. Hallelujah. Whew. Hallelujah. I'm going to try to make my way up there. You know, that, that last song is actually two songs we put together because the notes are so close. But there's just no way to end it. <laughs> there's no way to end that song. You know, we, we actually have songs like that. Yeah, no, you can put it over there. Yeah. We have songs like that that we just, sometimes we just cannot end. We just got to figure out how to stop. If there's no end, you just stop. So, was that? To be, yeah, you just can't stop singing it, man. Jesus. Well, listen, so I, I want to talk to you this morning about hyper grace. Hyper grace. Now, the slide they're going to put up on there is a different slide. You can go ahead and put it up there. Oh, no, that's true. I put it in there, but I put the different one in the bulletin because I wanted to explain it to you. Now, if you go Google the word hyper grace, uh, you will find that there is a teaching uh, theology that. Um, a- and they use enough scripture to make it sound good. Can I just say it that way? But but in reality, it, it's not biblical because in, in their teaching Grace is sufficient. The blood has covered it all, so you can do anything you want and it don't matter. <laughs> right. And they even say that you don't even have to ask for forgiveness for it anymore because it's already been covered by the blood. And so we're not talking about that kind of hyper grace today, okay? It's just this is the phrase God keeps giving me about this topic today. And so I had to make sure I gave you all an understanding because, you know, it's bad enough when I put this title on the Internet, people are going to be like, what's that boy teaching? I'm going to have to give an expla- explanation there and a uh, disclaimer. But I want you to open your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. Now, we will have them on the screen, but they're going to be a little smaller. And, and the reason is is because that's what our people online see, and it's a little bit easier for them to see. We're still working on where we can make them big in here and small online. We're getting there. We, we're almost there. 1 Peter chapter 1, we're going to start in verse 13. Man, it gets hot playing piano. I just never figured piano would be so much work. Now, just to tell you all something funny about Wednesday, though. Wednesday was hilarious. You know, playing piano that long, my fingers started getting a callus right there. So I turned over to Jonathan, who's playing those big bass strings, you know, and I said, man, my finger's starting to hurt. He's like, I'm going to hit you with this bass. You better turn around. Because his fingers were hurting. And then I'm looking at Cookie, and his fingers are black because of his slides, you know. (laughs) So I figured, okay, my finger's not so bad. I'm gonna turn back over here and play. And uh, so it was just, it was funny when I told him that. He's just, you gotta turn around. I hit you with his bass. <laughs> I play, I played bass before, and I promise you, they hurt. You know, if you don't have big calluses, which I do not. Um, so, all right, First Peter chapter one verse thirteen. Let's read this. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober. Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. And obedient as obedient children, look at this, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Hmm. That's worthy to be underlined. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy, and all you do. For it is written, Be holy because I am holy says the Lord. Let me see if I can get rid of that. So listen, so what I want to talk to you about today is, is about, again, what I titled Hyper Grace, because we have this idea, even though we don't express it, I believe we have this idea that I'm saved and I can ask for forgiveness for anything. It doesn't matter. But why do we live that way? Why do we live that way? You know, there there's... I I explain forgiveness like this. When when I'm talking to somebody, I'll I'll, I'll teach it to them like this, right? You know, the the Bible tells us that your sins were written down, right? There was a record of your sins. And and when the blood came in and when Jesus forgave you, right, it's it's done. Because the Bible also teaches us that God through your sins as far as the east is From the west, which would be the east, is from the west, and part of the things I always explain to people because it really makes it understandable. Because how can a God that never forgives forgets anything forget my sin? Right? How how is that possible? And, And so to to have the idea that He throws them as far as the east is from the west. Gives me an understanding of he's put them out, they're gone, even though they're covered with the blood, and he can't see through that blood anymore, right? But he can see everything, so that's why I do this. Because here's the question. Where's my geology students at in here? Who, who likes their maps and everything? Yeah, all right. If I go north, will I ever go south? Yeah, she, she almost shook her head. I was watching. Yes, when you cross geographic North Pole, you are now going south if you go south will you ever go north yes when you when you get to the south pole and you step 1 foot you are going north if you go east will you ever ever go west exactly never to be seen again god took those sins and he threw them as far as the east is from the west it's infinity it's gone. It's gone. You see, so the sin I did before is gone. But should I live the way that I can do what I want to do and he'll just forgive me and throw him away again? Right? Should, should I crucify him again because I can't change? See, the crucifixion was multiple things. One, it was forgiveness of sin, right? The blood was shed so that we can have our sins forgiven. But he took the keys that death held in the grave. He broke the bondage of sin in your life. So no longer do you have to sin. No longer do you have to be who you were. And I said you don't have to be because it is a choice. He has broken it through the power of the cross, through the power of death, through the power of resurrection. He broke it. But I keep doing this same one over and over again, so I need to come back and get it because I might as well just save him the paper. Here you go, Lord. There it is. That's how we live. As if I can't stop. As if I can't stop. Go to 1 John chapter 3. Get you to to turn over to this. See, you don't have to be that way anymore. And and I'm trying to build this portion of it, but but really where I want to focus is on the other half of this to the fact that as a believer, you need to stop trying to be that way again. Stop trying to be that way again. And we're going to read that here in 1 John chapter 3. We're going to start in verse 2. Let me move my sandpaper out of the way here. Maybe get a little bit of water. Look at 1 John chapter 3 verse 2. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves. Uh Uh-oh. I can't be doing this and purify myself. Hmm. As he is pure, verse 4. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sin, and in him is no sin. No one who lives in him, look at this, keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or knows him. Let me read that again. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has ever seen him or know him. Let me tell you, we're going to keep reading, so don't lose that spot. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Yes, you were. Were. Oh, but I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Put that pride out of the way. Oh, that's not pride. That's humility. No, it's not. It's a false pride. I was just a sinner saved by grace. No, you were. You were. You were, you are no longer, you are now a follower of Jesus Christ with the same spirit in you that raised him from the dead. And to call that, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, come on, you are not. Stop living with the mentality that I'm just a sinner saved by grace and, oh, I'm going to make mistakes. Listen, as long as you think you're going to make mistakes, you're going to mess up. Can you live a holy life? Yes, I can. I might make a mistake because I have not yet arrived. But I don't live like I'm going to make a mistake. Because if I live my life like I'm going to make a mistake, the first mistake that comes along, well, that just proves it. That just proves it. I'm just not good enough. And what we're saying is, is he's not enough. He's not enough. Huh? You blew the horn. That's right, huh? (laughs) She blew the horn. Right. He is enough. He has broke the connection, like, like Flip Wilson would say. The devil made me do it. No, he did not, because he has no power over you. You stop living your life like that. I am a s- blood-bought saint of the living God. I used to be a sinner, and I was set free from that lifestyle, and I'm not going back. You see what I'm saying? It, when we live with the mentality, because here's, here's where we're going to keep looking, and I want to show you that... that That mentality is bad. Let me get into verse 7 before I get way off track. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil. Oh, well, God knows. Right there. The The one who does what is sinful is of the devil. But it was just a little white lie. I was protecting somebody. The one who is sinful is of the devil, but I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. Really? I'm, I'm questioning it. I'm, I'm bringing it down to the point where we've got to be honest with ourselves. How can I continue to live in sin, doing things, but yet claim to be bought with the blood of Jesus? How can I live two lives? How can I be that way? Grace is sufficient. Yeah. But how many times do you have to keep going back to it for the same things? Look at this. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Verse 9. No one, is born, no one who is born of God will continue in sin. No one who is born of God will continue in sin. Does that mean I won't have struggles? Nope. Doesn't mean that at all. The enemy is real and he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants you to go back to who you were. And he will constantly remind you, hey, Rich, remember that time? Um, now, nah, I'm sorry, that ain't me. I don't know who you're talking about. That's not me. Oh, we had some great times. Got the wrong guy. It's not me. See, we can't continue to be that way, and we can't continue to think that way. You can be holy. Be holy for the Lord is Holy. You can be holy. You can live a righteous life. You can be a person that goes against the norm. You can stand up against the sin of this world. Look at this. Verse 9. No one who is born of God will continue in sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. Verse 10. This is how we know who the children of God are. So if we use this measuring tape, How many of us are truly children of God when we continue to fall back into the same things we've done over and over and over? That right arrow gets you. He just kind of rub you raw, right? up, Kind of like that strap for too long when you're playing the guitar, right? It just starts. Those that go on continuing to sin, can we call them children of God? I didn't write that. Holy Spirit did. That's in the Bible. Verse 10. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. We're seeing that today. We're seeing that today. People not loving their brother and sister, and it don't matter color. People just don't love people no more. People don't love people. It's it's about loving each other. It's about doing what's right. But we put on labels and titles, and we get out there, and we act like things, but yet we're not. We're not. God wants us to be holy like he is holy. I I see this mental picture. I I wrote this down so I can make sure that I put this in there for you guys. Because this is something I I kept seeing the Lord showing me. I see the church. People on Sunday morning with their hands raised. I want to be sold out that I look just like Jesus. Right? And we sing and we love and, and we pray, oh, God. Thank you for saving me and forgiving me. And we walk out of the church like we don't know him. We walk out of the building as if nothing ever changed. We just changed our clothes so we look better. Oh, I go to that church down the road. Like that's supposed to mean something. That's why I've told people, don't tell me you're a Christian. Let me see it. Right? That doesn't mean they don't fall in the mud once in a while. Every now and then the devil trips them up. Every now and then they, they get off into something because there's an area in their life they have not overcome fully. Why? Because we haven't fully submitted that area. It's not that there's not enough power there. We just haven't fully submitted it. God, you can do all of this, but leave this one alone. That one's touchy. Not, not that one. Right? That's what you do to the dentist. He starts prodding around. Yeah, nope, not that one. Leave that one. Right? He, he comes and he finds it, but he's got to dig sometimes. We're digging. They come, we cry, he's holy, he's awesome, and all these things, but yet we walk out of the building and we fall right back into the life. One more time. I'm not going to throw it very far so I can go get it when I need it because I enjoyed that. See, God's forgot all about it, but I know exactly where I put it. Exactly where I put it. Hmm. See, we've got to get past the mentality that I can't. Yes, you can. There is no addiction. There is no power. There is nothing in your life you cannot overcome through the power of Jesus Christ and through his blood, through his word, period. Nothing. I don't care how powerful it is. I don't care what it is. I have watched people that were addicts set free. I have watched people that struggled with things their entire life set free instantly. Sometimes I think he makes us walk it out so that we understand. Don't go find that one again because I don't like you. And when we start hating sin, we don't want to go back to it. We'll kick it down the road where it belongs. We'll throw it even farther and farther away. Look at Romans chapter 6. I'm going to read this to you and then I want to show you something else. Don't worry, kids, just a little bit more. And you'll be able to, to pick at your parents a little bit too hopefully they're enjoying their stuff Romans chapter 6 verse 1 so here's a question I wrote down should we live our lives like we want and then just ask for forgiveness and grace it's not up there this is just something I wrote down should we live like we want and then just ask for grace and forgiveness should we ask for the blood again like it's just so cheap, you know. Like the blood is just so cheap that he just passes it out. He says he freely gives it as a gift to anybody who asks. But is it like a hand sanitizer machine you just keep going in or fountain drink? It's just that cheap? Or should we take it for the cost of what it costs, God? It cost him everything to allow his son's blood to be shed to forgive us. To forgive us. So if we don't take it lightly... If we take it more serious, that the blood is serious, it costs God everything to allow his son to go up there. It costs him. So let's not take the blood lightly. Let's not consider it a cheap thing that we just toss around, right? Look at Romans chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live it any longer? Or do you know that all who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism and death in order that Jesus, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. See, you should be living a new life. For if we have been united with him in death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. We are set free from sin. We can be holy. We can be like Christ. We do not have to bow to the things of the world. We do not have to act like them. We don't. But we do it because we enjoy it. Just the bottom line. We do it because we enjoy it. Now jump down to verse 18. I want to show you this. Verse 18, Romans 6, 18. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Why is it that if we have truly been set free from sin and it says we are now slaves to righteousness, why is it so hard for us to believe that we can do that? Why is it so hard for us to believe that? Because our mind is still not fully renewed. We're trying to teach our mind, I am a new creation in Christ. I don't have to be that way anymore. I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to do those things anymore. I don't it's a constant teaching. It's a constant renewing of our mind. Look at verse 19. I am using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations. Just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, So now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness, leading to holiness. God wants us to be like him. You know, I just just had this thought. It was interesting. I can remember before I was saved that I would go to the club every night of the week if I was invited. And stay till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and then go to work. Put your hand over that part that hurts. But church lasts a little bit too long, and, and I, I can't go. That's too late. I got kids. I'm sorry I told you. It's just this thought I had. I, I would go to the club any, any day of the week. It didn't matter how right how I had to work or anything like that. Come from the club to go to work. Didn't matter. But, God, I got to go sleep. I can't pray right now. I'm tired. <laughs> just, just something that hit me. I know. That's why I told you to cover up that area because it may hurt. flip over to psalms 103 and then I'm going to come down here and get my big old trash bag psalms 103 look at this 10 through 12 psalms 103 10 through 12 he does not treat us as our sins deserve thank god he does not treat me as my sins deserve Can I tell you that when you when you really begin to learn who he is? You know, there's nothing on this paper, but just that thought, he doesn't treat me as my sins deserved. Just me having that thought, not not being an emotional person. It made me teary eyed because I'm just thinking about all the things I did to him. Not growing up knowing the difference. Or he didn't repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. I think that's why I tear, because I fear him. I know. I know he loves me, but I also know that, you know what, he's still controlling me. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he has removed our transgressions from us. As far as the east is from the west. Guys, again. I just keep seeing the church playing games and we are too far along to be playing games because he comes as a thief in the night. And there will be many to come to him, Lord, Lord, and they will say, I didn't know you. And, And if it says that those that continue to sin can't be considered the children of God, that should make us all concerned. Not fearful, but concerned. Because this is what I see from a lot of us. It's not this. That is how we live our life. One after another, after another, after another, after another. God, can you forgive me? Oh, hey, God, I just left church. Ah, can you forgive me? One after another, after another, after another. That's how we live our life right here. Each one of these is a new page of sins in our life that we have to go to the Father and say, God, can you wash them in the blood of Jesus and forgive me again? And He throws them away. And He throws them away. Thank God, as a baseball player, He probably doesn't get tired (laughs) because He has to throw them very hard. But that's the picture I saw. This is how we live, one after another. Guys, we can't be that way. We're blood bought. Children of God, we cannot go on. And, and the thing is, and me and Wendy were talking about this, when you look at the Ten Commandments, we put numbers next to them, one through 10, but we're even worse than that. Well, this one really isn't bad. The severity is only a two on that one. Oh, this one's a 10. Well, I can get away with this one. This one's a three and a half. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not murder. They're equal. Thou shalt not steal. They're equal. Thou shalt not ki- commit adultery. They're equal. <laughs> yeah, but that one's bigger than this one. So we put numbers next to them. I told that to Wendy. She's like, well, yeah, there's 10. I said, That's not what I'm talking about. We put numbers of severity next to them. And you know what? The church does the same thing. Well, you can come to church if you do this and this, but like you can't be a member if you've done this or this. Or we do the same things. We really do. And we've had that hard conversation as, as leaders of the church because sin is sin is sin is sin is sin is sin sin and all sin needs to have the blood and washed neither one of these papers is more important than the other they're all just crushed up paper and they're fixing to go be burnt in the fire and that's you know they're gonna go to the landfill and be buried sin we can't live that way anymore guys so today i want to challenge you with the fact is this how you've been living your life as if it it doesn't matter. I can do what I want and go to him and ask for forgiveness and, oh, maybe I'm young. I'm just going to have my fun first and sow my wild oats and then I'll go ask for forgiveness later. I know that's an older term. Y'all don't even understand that, but that's okay. I heard that, you know, from my grandparents. So, it doesn't matter how old we are. If we're a believer in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven of our sins and we should not go back to the trash pile like a dog going back to the vomit. If you think of it that way, oh, I can't go back and sin again because I don't want to be a dog going back to the vomit. <laughs> Isn't that just gross, though? Just I'm trying to make sure y'all got the mental picture. So listen, so this morning, I, I just I want to challenge you to that. We're going to pray and I want you to to, to to think about it seriously. Because in a few moments, we're going to take communion together. And, you know, the Bible actually says that there are many sick among you because they take of the body and the blood and unw- unw- un- unworthily, I was like willingly, it's not willingly, it's unworthily, because we allow sins and things to remain in our lives, instead of saying, God, here we are reminding ourselves of the blood that was shed that forgave us of our sins, but we're living in sin, it's not about going to confessional beforehand and all that, it's about the fact that we need to live a life that's glorifying to God, to Jesus, that's what it's about, that's what it's about. I, listen, I, I'm quite often, God, forgive me of whatever I've done that I knew about or didn't know about. Help me to not do them again. Convict me of what's wrong and, and, and help me to not fall into the traps. Because I know I'm not willingly going out doing these things, but I just, I, I get into that trap again and, right? It, it baits you on and you fall into it. Help me to break that. Break that. So I want to pray with us this morning. And then we're going to move on to to the communion. But I want you to think about this. I'm going to pray first, and I'm going to pray again a second time. Lord, I come to you humbly now. I know, Lord, that I am saved and set free. But, Lord, there may be areas in my my life that I keep going back to, and I don't want to be that person anymore. Your blood is not cheap. And I don't want to make it seem cheap. And grace is not cheap. I don't want to make it seem that way. So I ask that you would give me the power through the Holy Spirit. Number one, with the mind of Christ to see them for what they are. Number two, with the eyes of, the, of understanding would be enlightened and opened. That I would see the sin so easily turns me aside. But number three, through the power of the, of the Spirit that raised Jesus to the dead from the dead, would break that hold and help me to turn away. Guys, that's the prayer I think we all should pray today. That should be our prayer. Lord, help us to be true Christ followers. Help us to not turn back again. Help us to not see anything worth going back to. And help us to truly see what it is that's coming against us. The attacks of the enemy, the lies, the drama, the things that are coming from the enemy for what they are help us to see him in Jesus name listen if you're here today and you would say Pastor Rich I I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior I just want you to quickly put your hand up because I want to pray with you but I also want to be able to give you something today and and maybe you're online and you're saying you know Pastor Rich I don't know Jesus as my Savior he's not my Lord this is my life right here but today, I, I'm going to turn over and say, Jesus, I want you to set me free. I want to follow him. I'm going to pray in just a moment. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand so I can see who you are here. If you're online, they're going to put up the, uh, the text number underneath. It's 59769, the word grace. 59769, the word grace. Leave that up there a little while, guys, so they can see it. Because what I want is, is I want you to send that text, fill out that form, because I want to I connect with you. Just like here, I'm going to give them something here. I want to be able to help you. Heavenly Father, we, we come to you now again in the name of Jesus. Lord, there are some here today that have been drawn by your Spirit and they've said, I need Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. Lord, truly help them to understand the cost of the blood. Help them understand that they are forgiven as they confess Jesus as their Lord and Savior and they ask for forgiveness and they ask for that blood to cleanse them and to wash them and to forever change them. Give them the, the, the assurance, Lord, that they have been forgiven. Give them the power, Lord, as you said you would, to truly turn away and let it be evident in their life right now in the name of Jesus that they are a new creation. And Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would just fill them and touch them right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Again, if you're here this morning and you did that, I want you to come see me after service. I want to give you something. But if you're online, we've got that 59769, the word grace. I want you to text that to us so I can connect with you. Guys, listen, I wasn't trying to beat you up this morning. I just see things going on, and I want to bring it to us. Why? Because I learn more than y'all imagine every time I preach a sermon, because I have to live it for weeks, (laughs) weeks before you ever see the first part of it. I love you. The Lord loves you. And here in a moment, we're going to do communion if we can get ready for that. And y'all can leave the uh, stream on, guys. But here's what we're going to do. We have pre- pre-made cups. Yep, y'all come up. We have our, our, our gentlemen here, our lovely deacons wearing the blues and, and the mask. and uh, We just need to. They're going to come around, and they're going to hand. go ahead and hand them the cups so that we don't cross-contaminate. We've taken care to put all this in here. And they're going to go, you can go ahead and pass them down. And then we're going to receive communion together. Listen, the virus may be out there and it may say, we can't do this. But yes, we can. There is a way around all of this mess. And you know what? We're a body, we're a family, and we're going to take communion together. Because at the first of the month, we always do. Amen. And we're going to continue to do what we can do as a body, even when they say, I can't. We're going to find a way. We're going to find a way, and we're going to continue to do this. We're not, we're not going to stop having church. That's what I told you earlier. I got my, my bucket right back here full of hand sanitizer. Scoop it up, cleanse my hands. I got fresh oil right there. We pray for people. Why? Because I believe in laying on of hands, and all this pandemic has done is try to separate and to stop us, and we're not going to go that far. Amen. So listen, if you're here and you want your children to partake with us, that's a decision I leave to you. I believe the children should learn how to do this. I believe just as as we learn by watching each other, they should learn as well. Amen. I don't see anywhere in the Word where it says that, honestly, that they even need to be saved. It just says as often as they came together. So it makes me wonder if if their children even did it, you know. I don't know. But I, I don't think God looks down and says, you can't do that. You're not one of mine. Or I don't, I don't really think he thinks that way about it. <laughs> I know the way I look at it, whenever we have the children come up and help the deacons serve, how I was like, oh, man, look at that. That's so cool. Can you imagine he does that? I don't know. So, but they're passing them out real quick. We're going to make sure everybody gets one. Amen. But just be careful when you open them up that you don't open up the, the, the juice first. <laughs> I really don't like these cups because of that, but it's it's what we're using right now. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Is that all just one? Okay, everybody have one that wants one? Let me turn around so I can actually see you. I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you, my back to you. I'm sorry. Everyone have one that wants one? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, let's peel back the first layer here. Get the bread. Listen, I don't have any nails, and if I don't have any nails and I can do it, y'all can do it. (laughs) The Bible tells us that one of the nights when they were eating, we consider it our last supper, that Jesus took the bread and he, he basically pulled the bread and he said, look, this is bread represents my body which is going to be broken for you and as often as you come together I want you to do this in remembrance of me remember he was beaten he was bruised they pulled his beard they, they did all these things to him but then they put him on a cross and he went willingly at any time he could have cried out and stopped everything but he said no I'm going to do this you got one Oh, okay. I'm just like making sure. So today as we take this bread, I want you to think about all that he went through. And I want you to receive it. Because in that broken body was also health and life. And receive the health. So, Father, we take this bread today in remembrance of what Jesus went through for us. What his body, his physical body went through for me. Today, I break this bread and I Partake of it in remembrance of him that I will never forget what he went through for me. Let's eat the bread together. All right, now be careful. All right, that's why I like the other ones. (laughs) It's easier to take with a mic in one hand. then at the end of the supper he picked up the cup he said this cup with this juice represents my blood in any covenant in Jewish history there was always had to be blood blood sealed the covenants Jesus' blood sealed the covenant between the Old Testament the Old Covenant and the New Testament the New Covenant the New Covenant that we all walk in the New Covenant that we are all partakers of no Jew nor Gentile we're all just one now So as we partake this blood today, I want you to think about the blood that was shed, that it wasn't cheap, it cost a lot, it was very expensive. And don't waste it anymore. So as we partake of this today, I think it's fitting that we even make mention, Lord, I don't want to waste the blood anymore. I don't want to consider your blood cheap or your grace. Because it sets me free and washes me. So Lord, we thank you for this symbol that we have of this grape juice today. As we take this today, Lord, we are remembering the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for us, that washed down there and it was placed upon the mercy seat, the last sacrifice that seals the covenant between me and you. And as your blood is washed over my life, over my heart and over my spirit, you can see that I am yours and that you are mine. It has set me free, it has forgiven me of all things. And Today I take of this juice in remembrance of that. And let me never just make your blood seem cheap or your forgiveness and grace. Let's take the juice together, guys. So you'll have to hold your cups. Maybe we can have one of the red things out there we'll just use for trash. How's that? So listen. Thank you for taking communion with us today. If you're online, you can do that the first Sunday of the month or you can do it together. So look, so don't forget if you don't have uh, one of the uh, right now media invitations I need to see you so you can have my uh, well yeah don't get up and walk no we'll get them as they come out so that yeah kids y'all sit down that's what I'm trying to get y'all to sit down sit down yeah because y'all running around is not safe so that's why we'll catch them at the door as they go out that way we don't have to worry about uh, too many times but if you don't have your right now media email invitation. See me after service because I want you to have it so you can be a part of what we're doing because there's going to be some other things along the way that we're going to do. Amen. And if you've got an offering or anything like that, we've got buckets out there that you can put those in and you can leave them out there. We have offering envelopes out there as well. Uh, But now remember, you know, generally catch them on your way in if you're going to need one because we're trying to, you know, watch as we leave. But the guy's got the buckets. You can throw that in there. And listen, I love you. We'll see you Wednesday night. Wednesday night's going to be awesome, 7 o'clock. Hope that you can be here. Uh, I don't think this storm is going to be all that bad, but let's continue to pray for safety for our people down on the, on the coast down there because there's still a lot of water. Amen. It may not look very bad, but that doesn't mean it's not going to rain. Amen. I love you. Bless you. Hey, thank you for being with us here today. And uh, I'll see you Wednesday. Try to come Wednesday. Kids, don't forget, write your names on them. If you just want to pull your bulletins out and bring them home so your parents can go over them with you. And uh, leave it there, and we'll make sure we have your bag for you, son, next week. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you then.